Kari Frazier here at Techonomy Detroit 2014 on behalf of Michigan Citizen Newspaper, also Detroit's different blog. I'm right now with Laura Mather, who is the founder and CEO of Unitif. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. First trip to Detroit. So welcome to the city. Thank you. I love being here. Okay. And I have questions about how you see cities like Detroit taking advantage of technology. So I'm going to just start off like that. How do you see a city like Detroit getting its residents involved with what's happening in technology? So I think there's lots of different ways to do that. Um, as far as getting people involved, there's great organizations like Girls Who Code. I have a friend who just went through that, which was fantastic on sort of the high school level. Um, there's different uh, technology camps and such that different companies are sponsoring. And even using things like Khan Academy, which is online training, uh, you can learn just about anything you want at sort of even a university level for free online. So the, the great thing about technology is it's scalable and it brings things to where the people are. So it doesn't matter if you're in Detroit or Budapest or you know Anchorage, and you have access to the same things, which is awesome. Okay, now you left the panel talking about the digital divide that definitely exists in the city of Detroit. And it's many divides that exist in Detroit. Almost anything that you can think of as disparaging, <laughs> you can also say like, that probably exists in the city of Detroit. Uh, what would you say is the best way for somebody to say, okay, I really want to have access, maybe not for me, but at least for my children, to some of these technologies? Yep. What would be the first thing that you think that they should do? So one of the main things is to have parents and leaders and role, mod role models encourage kids to get involved in technology. Uh, Intel did this really interesting study uh, talking about getting more diversity into STEM fields, and what they found was that it's often the parent or the teacher who encourages a child to go into a technology field. Like at that crucial decision moment, mm -hmm. they're getting advice from someone close to them. Mm -hmm. And so if we can get the parents and the teachers and the school counselors to recommend to kids that they do this, even if the parents never done it, the kids listen to this and it's the same uh, the same thing happened to me i was the editor of my high school newspaper i was going to school for journalism and my dad sat me down and he said look you're really good at physics and calculus why the heck are you going into journalism you should go into engineering well i thought that meant i would drive the train right mm -hmm. so <laughs> i i didn't even know what it was so the more we can get people even talking about it talking about what great career opportunities there's going to be talking about what great earning potential there's going to be and and exposing kids to the fact that those are choices they could make, I think will help to broaden the number of kids who go into those fields. Okay, with that being said, and bringing it back to you and being on a panel and a woman in an industry that is definitely very male dominated, how do you just get a foot in the door and just find your place? How did you go about that earlier on in a career field that it's just so many men. Yeah, and let me let me point out that uh, my job before this, right now I run a company that's uh, removing unconscious bias from hiring and promotion processes, but before this I was in cybersecurity, which is somewhere between 8 and 10% women, so it's very mm -hmm. low women even compared to computer science. And for me, it was a lot about just sort of 
putting my head down and moving forward and trying not to notice when people said things. I mean, I had the high school chemistry teacher who told me that even though I achieved the same scores on tests and homework as my male counterparts, he was giving me a B in the class because women shouldn't go into chemistry. Um, and my my peers got A's, right? Mm. So I had college professors who said, you know, it's really surprising when a woman scores well on a physics exam. So the messages were out there and I just had to look at myself as a human being instead of a woman or, you know, a white person or someone from Colorado or, you know, someone with blonde hair, right? I had mm -hmm. to really just say, I'm a person and I'm going to do the very best I can. And that's all that it takes to make myself proud and to feel like I've done what I could for the day. Okay. What are you most excited about in technology right now today? So I'm super excited about the scalability and the opportunity that's that's coming about. So uh, things like, you know, I, I think you interviewed Marlon before, and mm -hmm. she talks about how she goes and talks to all these people at all these different conferences. That's fantastic, but I want to get Marlon out there sort of on a much broader scale. So are there things that we can do? I mean, even like I mentioned in the panel, uh, there's a new show coming out, CSI Computer, right? Can we make computers sexy, similar to how they made CSI forensic type people mm -hmm. sexy? The more that we can do that, the more we're gonna get inclusion and diversity into technology and the better and faster it's gonna grow and, and the things in the future we haven't even imagined are gonna come true and it's because we're gonna bring the rest of the population into this conversation. Okay, I'm going to leave you with a question about Detroit because yeah. I love it. Yeah. So being here already, transportation yeah. is always one of the big things to talk about. How do you see technology impacting transportation in a city like the city of Detroit? Yeah, so um, I loved the conversation that happened earlier at the conference about next bus, mm -hmm. um, things like that where I think making transportation more predictable and sort of more transparent um, will make people use it more. So if I know that I can go get, uh, you know, a bus and the thing is, I don't want to go stand there because it only comes every half an hour. And by the way, if I miss it, I have 29 minutes to wait. That sucks, right? But if I understand that it's going to be there in four minutes and it takes me three minutes to walk there, that's fantastic. So as we can uh, create more technology that creates transparency, and by the way, we can do this through the fact that everyone participates. So the people on the bus, similar to how Google Maps does traffic, it's because people in their cell phones are driving and they know if the traffic stops or not because they're tracking what's happening on the cell phone if they know you're on a bus they know where exactly where that bus is and when it's making it stop so the fact that we can essentially crowdsource a lot of this information and make things more transparent I think will get people participating more because it will just seem much more convenient thank you so much this is great thanks for having me